I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Woo-hoo-hoo. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Good to have you guys here. Uh, welcome in the chat. I see some people getting in there. Try to get the chat open earlier today. I'm going to be getting my decaf cappuccino, although I feel like I need a uh, full strength today. Not that I'm tired, just clarifying a lot of stuff. I want to hear from all of you how you're doing with this energy pattern. Whoa, um, a lot of reevaluating right now. I've been tweeting about it. I've been posting on Instagram about it. I've been talking about it in the readings uh, on YouTube. And then also um, uh, threads, which is kind of new. And definitely in Patreon, been giving a heads up. So I always feel like it's just better to go with the flow of things in life and see what is that bringing me? What is that bringing me? What is what is going on here? Okay, I'm having to put the show description because it wasn't in on air. All right, gang. Three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number. If you hear me rustling in the background, I'm getting my decaf cappuccino with a combo of coconut milk and almond milk. So get your tea, coffee, water, favorite beverage. And join me, or if you're on the go, maybe you're listening later in the archives, or maybe you're on the go right now, uh, listening while you're doing your to-dos, or cleaning, or vacuuming, or working, or studying, (laughs) or riding your bike, however you listen. I want to ask all of you also to please subscribe to Tarot and Soul Insights, as well as Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube. That um, will greatly help. We're getting stuff um, I know I keep saying that, but I want to keep everybody kind of abreast. We're, we're looking at uh, sound stuff right now. I have someone that's going to be helping me with the sound uh, for the expansion of awakenings. And, you know, it just takes longer. I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that I was going to launch, uh, right? Let's see, last year around September, October. And it's looking like I was going to launch it this month and then I thought you know what just wait for September because there's so much going on with the energetic patterns and I know a lot of people are feeling it because I've been getting a lot of feedback there's a lot going on on reevaluating relationships and I want to talk a little bit about that I definitely want to get to your calls and want to hear from you how you're navigating this or what helps you or what's you know 
life enhancing, what's non-life enhancing, how you're dealing with this energy pattern, because this pattern is going to be around for a while. And one of the posts I did yesterday on Instagram, which would be great if you guys follow me there, I think it was yesterday, or it was Monday, Monday, is one of the things that's happening right now, and as a transpersonal psychologist, I see this all the time. I see this as a soul coach, psychic channel. I see it in all parts of life, hypnotherapists, because it deals with patterns. A lot of times we change internally. We have an idea and we're ready. We're ready. You know, we've been focusing. We've been manifesting. You know, we've been using law of resonance, law of, you know, attraction. We've really been visioning and visualizing and we've been doing the steps. We've been putting the action steps. We've been inspired, doing inspired action. And then we're like, wah, wah, what's going on? <laughs> delay, delay, delay. So a lot of times, in fact, most in life, because life is so processed or, or cycle-orientated, right? It's cyclical. We shift a lot internally or what our expectations are, especially when we really get it more in a soul alignment where we feel like, okay, I've got it now. I know what I'm doing and I'm making these changes. And then it takes quite a while for the outer world to change. We, we might start noticing subtle changes in how we feel or how people respond to us or how we respond to certain situations, our circumstances energetically start changing, but a lot of times the bigger change, like where's the job, where's the new career, where's the money, I, you know, it's like I put in all this work, all this time, where's the growth, where's the payoff? And that's because energetically, mentally, emotionally, our structures change. Now, the flip side of this is sometimes we have extreme change, out externally and then we have to respond to that and I think a lot of times people think change is going to happen like that and usually as a psychic channel and a medium I can see when people have had huge external change that seems very disruptive I can see psychically uh, you know if you're reading the soul that they have been changing subconsciously but maybe they've been blocking their changes on an ego level and then again sometimes you know, there are accidents, there are things that come out of the blue. That is part of the earth plane experience as well. But you may feel like there's a certain, you squeeze, like you're feeling squeezed, like I can't breathe, I, I need more psychic space. Because you're, what's happening is, is well, for, for many people on this part of the awakening right now, what is happening is that there is a new aspect of soul that's coming through. And I talk a lot about this on Patreon. I go into deep dive. So if you're interested in learning more about this kind of stuff and being supported spiritually, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, metaphorically, metaphysically, <laughs> as a spiritualist, uh, you know, in the realm of spiritualism, the occult, the esoteric, through divination, all the tools, hypnotherapy, dream therapy, all what I have to bring, um, then join the Patreon community. It's a great place of support, supportive people, people that are really thriving, you know, and creating that soul-expressed life. But the squeeze is on now because you can feel it. It's like you're busting out of your skin. It's like the, the, the tennis shoes, you know, are opening right it's like the canvas on the shoes are starting to open it's like ah but where are the structures so the structures are not yet in place 
and they're not going to be totally, I would say more in place probably maybe in September, but I would say more October into the end of the year and definitely the first quarter of next year. So there's still this kind of opening up, like a, you know, peeling out like a banana peel, this, this emergence as this new energy comes in. And it's very aligned to the nodal change, the nodal axis change. It's very aligned to that north node in Aries. It's very much about the self. And I don't mean the little ego self or wounding. It's very much like, kind of like putting a cape on, you know, like an action hero. It's like, whoa, because that's the kind of energy we're going to need to navigate the big changes that are coming in the world and therefore individually in our life. Now, what's interesting about the action hero that we are, this avatar, we're having changes in our scripting. A lot of you have been changing your script, and a lot of you don't even know your script is changing. It's changing on such a inner level through the place of the higher self and the soul and with the collective energies of the awakening, this great awakening that I've been speaking about since 2006, I believe, 2005 in groups, and I believe 2006, 2000, 2007 from awakening. That's how long this podcast has been going on. So, and how did it start? Because in a vision, I get visions. A lot of people, you know of my visions, whether it was the, you know, pandemic, COVID, everything that went on with that, where it came from, all of that I got. Whether it's the stock market changes, whether it's the Berlin Wall going down, whether it's, you know, people trading in the stock market and trading by computer, or whether it was 9-11, all these big... So I got the heads up about this awakening that's going to be happening, and the guide said it's it's awakenings because there's going to be awakening in all different parts of the world, all different sectors, all different areas of life on earth, awakening to your ancestral roots, awakening to your cosmic roots, your galactic roots, awakening in the financial industry, in the sector, awakening to the creative aspect of your way, awakening to the soul. It's awakening to the soul in the higher dimensional aspects of your being. So it could be a political awakening. It's a awakening to understanding how this world really works. A lot of your awakening to that. So there's all these awakenings happening, pinging, pinging, just, you know, like satellites, you know, pinging, ping, pings, like when you get pinged. And awakening to your own gifts. So that's going to come in stronger and stronger. So the old model, the old way of being is really getting tight for people. And you want to start, and this is what I want to, what I do on Patreon, you want to start making those changes um, and, and, get, and navigate. And that's what I came back here to do is to help people navigate through the Great Awakening. I mean, if you listen to everything I've been doing since the 90s and to now, it's all been about that. As there's, you can feel it. There's a lot of confusion, and there's going to be more confusion. And, and this is why my guides always said, teach people how to trust their intuition, how to tap in, how to make those decisions, how to heal the emotional body, how to heal from wounding, because that blocks you. Your emotional patterning and wounding blocks you from getting the messages or distorts the messages for many people. And it's been inaccurate, you know. So right now the squeeze, if you're feeling squeezed, that means you're on the right track. I know it's uncomfortable. 
I've been feeling it. And what it is is where are your structures, like your people that can support you, your people that help you, or your significant others or family members, or maybe it's people you work with, or maybe it's people you barter with or trade with, or maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's a certain people in a community and you're going, they're not showing up or they're slacking or they're going through their own traumas because they didn't heed the call. But the thing is, we can't just dispose of people because really what we're here about is about relationship. It's a, we're here on this earth to, to live and express as a soul, to create, live from soul experiences and create from the soul, live and love from the soul. But a big part on the earth plane is about emotions, is about the energy in motion, is about the emotional connectedness of life, the ups and the downs. I know it's a pain in the ass, but when you, when you look over from the realm of spirit, this is the only dimension that we have all these ups and downs and drama, drama and trauma and all these things that get acted out until there is less and less juice, less and less vibrational frequency and resonance, and then the th- things become distinct. And so many of you have come back to help things become extinct, to help, to not by doing anything like, oh, I'm changing this, I'm changing, but by ver- the virtue of changing within yourself the dynamics of how you relate, how you live in love. They're changing the relating pattern because we're all just patterns. We're all just matrices intertwined with, a, a, you know, a huge matrix or design and not like Matrix the movie. By the way, I met him years ago because a, a great, good friend of mine back in the day, Theo, was a, a good friend of mine. We used to exchange readings and um, I actually predicted that she would get married to him and come out here from Chicago. I was there for a few years. I had, was based there when I modeled, uh, but I was doing readings, and the guides were coming through, and I was doing all my astrology and occult stuff and studying a lot and training and teaching people. Um, but, yeah, so it's like fact or fiction. It's like you have to not fear that. We are this design, this wet, you know, woof and warp, this interconnectedness through and as the subtle energy. That is changing. So the very fabric of the of the world, of the universe, and how it interacts is changing. And all of, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely a part of it. But it, make no mistake, it's happening to you, for you, and through you, you know. So if you're feeling squeezed, if you're feeling like, oh my God, I, when are these changes coming? Or this is, or my life's too small for me right now. I want to escape. I want to expand. I want to be free. That's, that's opening up more to spirit. Because the part of us that, created the containment was the ego, was the human part. And that's not that it was bad, but it was a way to keep things safe. And now there's going to be a lot more opening. You see it, like the awakening in media, the awakening through social media, the awakening that I have something to say and I can share something. I'm a star. I have my own opinion. I want to do something creative online. So it's for everyday people. That's the Aquarian age, rules the everyday person, the masses, really. And then the collectives or small groups within that or communities. So this awakening is awakening people to a new way of living and being. And so the old life you have is very constricted, is not fitting anymore. So you're just going to have to kind of nudge it along and do what you can step by step and keep your eye on the vision, 
the, the prize, you know, and, tr- and keep connecting into your inner you, your intuition, your, your vibe, your higher self, you know, your vibratory being, your soul being, the, soul, the, the resonating aspect to know where to go and what to do. While the outer structures, and a lot of people are feeling this even more because Pluto has retrograded back into Capricorn, but it still has, it went into Aquarius. So anytime we have this retrograded motion, the sign that it went direct into, it, there's still that energy playing. And and I believe it's 27 or 28 degrees, but it will retrograde into the, you know, it will move back up into 29 degrees before it goes back into Aquarius. Um, in, I believe, January uh, for good. It'll be there for a while. Um, So it's the last degrees of what can we do in this amount of time to overhaul these structures? And and even though Capricorn has to do with corporation, you know, and those kinds of societal structures, it also has to do with the structures in your life and where efficiency, simplifying. I've been, I'm giving more stuff away, simplifying more stuff, culling through a lot of books that I got over the years from um, this podcast. Uh, Most publicists now, publishing houses and uh, authors are sending PDFs, which is great, or, you know, Kindle version or, you know, um, but I had a lot of books, and I'd given a few years ago, I think I gave eight boxes to the, the library, and now I looked again, and I'm like, okay, it's time to clear out. What is, what's no longer, not only no longer serving you guys, guys and gals, peeps, <laughs> my lovely peeps, soul tribe, you beautiful soul lights. But what doesn't resonate? What's tight? What doesn't resonate? It might fit on an outer level, but on an inner level, there's something off. There's something too much about it or not enough. It doesn't resonate anymore with you. It's not, it's not reflecting you somehow. And right now, if you want to serve this energy that's coming in that feels very, that's here, that very, feels very squeezed, it could be a belief. It could be a thought. It could be the way you relate to people or how you relate to people. It could be very often it's going to be something also in your house. So look for things that you can get rid of, that you can gift, that you can sell, whatever it is, however you want to do it. But make that space in your mentally, emotionally open up more and make that space in your living places, your living situation. And I find it very interesting also, I think it was last week, uh, we had um, that the, the clutter whisperer on, and she was she was quite amazing. Uh, you can go back and look at um, her. Let's see. Let me make sure it was last week. And she had a lot of things to say because it's true. When we hold on to stuff too much, and believe me, with my lovely Taurus Moon, I I do love. Um, you know, I'm sentimental. Uh, yeah, Star Hansen. It was great. It was last week. Yeah, Star Hansen. I don't hold stuff like that in my head. Um, but you know what to keep and, and get rid of if it's weighing you down or it feels like, uh, think of you doing a cross-country move or a move abroad because there's going to be new things coming in your life. Now let's check the chat and then we're going to get to callers, 347 
Uh, Jackie's saying, really leaning into my intuition, a lot of meditation, and also checking in with myself. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, it's a big squeeze going on. Things are flying out of my closets, almost like a Mercury retrograde. Well, we have Venus retrograde, and Venus has to do with what we value and, and beauty and aesthetics and honor and how we, how we want to be valued or what we love and how we want to be loved. Also, how we express love or what types of love. Like people that have Venus in Aquarius, friendship is very important. Even in a significant relationship or partnership or or, uh, marital relationship, they have to be with somebody they consider their friend. But they tend to have a lot of friends. Um, So, you know, if you know your chart, take a look at where is Capricorn? Because Pluto retrograding Capricorn. Where is Aquarius? You know, is it aspecting any of your personal planets? Where's, you know, where is this Venus in Leo retrograde hitting you? It, it, um, it starts the 23rd, but we are. I always, I love astrology, and I've been studying it for so many years. I love it and practicing, and I love doing charts. But I got to say, the energies always happen before the aspects, and I know they talk about pre-shadow, pre-shadow, and then you know, the after shadow. I think that's really important to take in mind because a lot of times people think, oh, it happens, whatever's going to happen, happens right on the day that it stations, and whether direct or retrograde, and that's not true. It's it's something that's happened. This is why in cycles, when you read psychically, um, you know, as a channel, it's two months, a year, a month to two months. And then if you really get into the subtle energy of it, you can feel, oh, wow, this started happening six months ago, eight months ago. It's a six, eight-month cycle, actually. Or if you get even more into the subtle end, oh, this happened 18 months ago, little by little. So I get it. It's a, it's a good way to uh, – bottom line is, what I'm trying to explain is we're already in the energy, already in that energy pattern. That's why the squeeze – and that's why and Venus ruling to some degree our appearance. Uh, it, it, Venus is the ruler of Taurus and Libra. So uh, having to do with our face, our visage, our, how we, our appearance, how we show up in the world. Then you've got the nodes changing from the nodal axis, moved out of Taurus-Scorpio axis into, uh, on the 18th, Aries, uh, north node the true node in Aries, south node in um, Libra. So again, we've got that Libra energy, but the Aries is about me. It's about, it's about the self. So this, the, the self that people are to be connecting with right now is understanding the soul self. And how do I connect into the soul? Well, through the higher vibrational frequency of the higher self. I have to extend or expand out of the... Po- polarity plane as much as possible being stuck on one end of the polarity plane because when you do that it lets the new ideas come in from the soul or from spirit or from god it lets it lets what is emerging come through because the ego is all about keeping the status quo right it's all so it, it doesn't really want new ideas to come in this is why our best ideas come after we think and thought and write it out. It comes as a flash of insight or intuition or comes as a dream or a vision or we see something and it sparks. It comes in the divine spark. So we're being pushed um, 
to connect in more with the divine spark of us. And all parts of us are divine, even the ego. It's just that the spark, the spirit, North Node in Aries, Aries is fire. Fire represents spirit. We're, we're, we're meant to connect with the inspiration, the inspirar through the breath, and then take inspired action, which means you might be lying around or thinking you're not doing too much, or maybe you think you're procrastinating because you set a lot of stuff in motion, but the spark didn't get lit yet. It'll, it will. Oh, Sue, I know I'm getting rid of some books. I know. Oh, cross country. You're moving, Sue. That's great. Um, hi, everyone. Yeah, so see, follow, because you're, if you're opening up to that higher self, it's preparing you for what's next, and it's going to be on the move. It's going to be sudden, because we have that Uranus and Taurus still. You know, where is that in your chart? Uranus and Taurus is is going to be squaring, or Pluto, when it goes into, you know, Aquarius, there's going to be that lovely square there. Then Saturn is, you know, is in Pisces. It's retrograde. Neptune is in Pisces, but Saturn is going to move direct again. It's going to say, hey, where are we putting these big ideas? Where's the structure? So right now there's a lot of delay energy or refocus. And I, I say delay, but not in the way we used to say it. Because you're still doing stuff, but in a different way. You're listening now to the intuition, like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to get rid of that. And then what happens? Oh, October, November, let's say next February, you're like, oh, my God, I found the place of my dreams, a house. Oh, thank God I got rid of so much stuff because I don't have to pack all that now and I'm only taking what's essential. Or let's say you sell a bunch of stuff and then in a few months later you're like, oh, shoot, I have that extra money. I can buy this now. You know what I'm saying? So really Listen to your inner guidance at this time. It's leading you to the next evolution. The, the next evolution of the wheel, the revolution, the, the revolving of the wheel is happening, or what I like to say, the sundial. All right, 347-539-5122 is the number. Hello, you're on air. Ah, it's the ray of the sun. <laughs> hey, sun ray. I knew. I knew I could pick up this call. How are you, Michelle? I just <laughs> cool. right. I have to share this with you right on the heels of what you just mentioned of like you just really don't think about like oh okay well that that's the reason why I did that. It's funny. I um Monday what's day Wednesday? Oh yeah, it's Wednesday. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. you. you just... I had to look at. <laughs> Last week's guest, well, you know, thank God, you know, I'm like, oh, let me multitask. Who was it? I, I, I like them. I know I remember I like them. I didn't remember their name. <laughs> I mean, it, your show's every Wednesday. How could I forget it's Wednesday? But, I mean, life, <laughs> life uh, or time is nonlinear. Anyway, um, on uh, Monday, uh, just things just happened to happen with uh, one employment where I was like, ah, uh, like I don't think this is working out. I didn't show up to the shift, right. and then I knew I would be let go because of that reason. But it, there was just a lot going on, and I hadn't really been scheduled for a while. So that was that, and I'm like, man, now I'm unemployed, and I've been worried because I haven't been working, finding a job. But then right after I sent that text off to the manager being like, you know, I already know you're going to let me go. 
um, just let me know when I can pick up my last paycheck. My friend calls me, and she's like, hey, I have a job for you. Are you looking for a job? Oh, wow. And the universe just provided that second job. Wow. Alignment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I just, I feel heavily agreed with what you just mentioned and shared about, like, um, time, what that looks like. Um, But I also have a question for you um, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I am looking for um, a crystal that means very dear to me. It's a necklace that I wear. Um, It's a special cut necklace um, called a Bolton. um, It's a tool used for um, star seeds, but I've not been able to find Mm. it, and I don't know where it's at, and I was curious to know if you might let's see if um, I can tune in okay okay I get water shower packing sure it feels like it fell in between something do you have stuff in boxes I do yeah there's stuff in boxes I think it's in a box I feel like you were I feel like you were in the if I remote view if I go I feel like you were doing different things like like oh let me put this in here or let me go get the tea or coffee or whatever drink here let me go and then you're doing different things you're in the bathroom I feel like you're packing and doing other things in between and took it off like I want to take that have you had it since you moved? You moved. No, right? you actually, moved? I lost it in between my moves. <laughs> after you moved? I no, I had it before my move, and now I don't have it after my move. That's what I thought. That's what I thought because I see. I think you. It's in one of the boxes. Okay. I'm clearly okay. seeing. I feel like there could be a plaid shirt or some kind of. It feels brown. In black, so or brown. It could be t-shirt, but I'm getting brown or black. Do you have anything that's brown or black, or combination? Oh, that's a jacket. So okay, it could be in that. It's brown almost like an after. It's it's almost like an afterthought. There's something dark in there, and also something brown or or yeah, or taupe. It's a it's a darker color. Um. Okay. I wonder why you put it oh. you put it there. Yeah. Let us know, but that's what I definitely feel you'll find it, but I feel you lost it in between. It's like you're wondering what to do next. Okay, do I shower, brush, whatever you're doing in the bathroom, and then you're out, that's and then you're so doing something funny. else. Yeah. yeah, and then you're packing. I do see you taking it off, and mm-hmm. I think you've slipped it in somewhere thinking – I'll, you know, either you'll remember where I'll, you put it or I'll wear it later or something. But, yeah, I, I definitely feel you for sure it's packed and you lost it definitely before wherever you're at now. Okay. All right. As I'm, like, ruffling through things. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. That's very helpful. Okay. Talk to you later, Sunday. Okay. Bye. 
Much love. Bye. Lots of love. Love and light. Hi, you're on air. Oh, from Bali. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Zoe. From Bali. Hello. Oh. Yeah. Jackie's saying, yay, Sunray. Okay. Hey, Zoe. Mm-hmm. I've been having some uh, interesting shifts lately, and um, I've, he- I've healed up pretty well. My foot is healed up pretty well. And um, I need to transition out of the space that I was at. I was hoping I was going to be able to be here more than the two months, but it's just um, it's just not possible where I'm located. I'm next to a river where there's a lot of people that are coming and going, and they had access to this place before. And I just found out last week when I was trying to get ready to go to an event that Every all of my jewelry, all of my stuff has been gone through and, and stolen. So I need to shift to be somewhere safer. And I'm wondering what that looks like because it's going to be like by the end of this week or next week type situation. I'm wondering what you can see or what what you feel around mm. this because it's just it's it's really complicated right now because it's high season and it's nothing is really presenting itself. There's a bunch of blocks. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering what you can see around that. Okay, let's see. I'm not feeling safe uh, where I'm at. No. Hmm. Let's see what's going on. Have you, um, okay, this is interesting, have have either moved away or something, or people not, you're around different people now? Yeah, so I moved two months ago because I was having all the issues at the last place with the ceiling falling in and just them just yeah. uh, kind of pushing. Yeah. So I moved here, and I thought it was going to be, a safe space. However, the place has been vacant for so long and because there are all these people building in the river. And then, yeah, it was this really weird situation. My friend came to stay and then she left and they thought I was her and I saw like five of them working together. You know, like one guy came and used a side to break open the gates and then the other three guys came up and the girl who's the maid was letting them know when I was here and when I wasn't. And, and I was like, wow, because I just really was feeling like, you know, very trusting when I came to this space, like not worrying about locking things. Just, so it was a really, um, really intense to, to kind of see it in action because I kind of felt that it was, someone was coming in. I knew that they were coming in and eating food and using, you know, using the bathroom, the shower, the kitchen. But I didn't mm-hmm. really realize until last week when I tried to find my jewelry, that everything had gone through everything. I mean, literally every box, every bag, everything. And um, very mm-hmm. carefully picked out anything worth anything. And so I was like, okay, it's time to go. And when I finally brought it to the attention of the guy who lives here, he was like, well, I think you're being negative. And I was like, well, 
I have pictures of this guy coming in my house. You know, like, he told me, like, get pictures of proof. And I was like, now that I have it, you're telling me maybe it's better that I leave because now I have proof. And mm-hmm. obviously I want to leave because I'm not feeling safe. Um, so right. I just, yeah. So, And I know that when we talked about this before, you felt like the bigger move was going to be towards July, August, which is now where we're at. And I'm just wondering where. But I definitely feel like you need, I, I, I get like emotional clearing or repattern because it feels like stuff is following. It keeps happening. And so I would say yeah. to get to the the the, be, the best place where you can feel, I know you thought that it was this place, feel more safe. I feel that mm-hmm. place took a turn, though. I feel like at first it was good, and then I feel like this other element came in, which can happen mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're traveling. That's a weird thing. Cause I've, I've traveled extensively all over the world, and I've lived in different parts of the world, and I know that feeling when your time is getting up, stuff starts happening and usually it's because we're avoiding something within ourselves and because believe me i've been there weird weird yeah. shit starts happening externally you you just start attracting these so i would say wherever it is for you i don't know you it would take me a longer reading to really vibe in but i i definitely feel there is some energy that turned around you and around your circumstances so around the people um yeah, I, I definitely feel it's something about going back to someone you know. Now, I don't know if that's the States. I don't know if that's if that's somebody that you met earlier on there that you can reconnect with and just get some kind of grounding energy. The other thing that can really help you um, is a type of grounding exercise, like, like earthing, you know, feeling the ground, but making sure that you're connecting into your higher self and source and, and finding within you that part of you that is registering to being taken advantage of, to being victimized yeah, or taking advantage of or has in the past. Connect in with that part of you and do some nurturing and really love connecting with that part and do something healing and then extend beyond. Even Visualize yourself extending beyond that part because what happens when we start having these kinds of situations is we're worn down, and so we're not really connecting in with our through our higher self. And believe me, again, I've been there. It's like even though we're saying all the words, and I've been there, and I even as me as a coach, everything that I do, everything I've studied, it's a vibrational thing. And so you you don't want to ignore that part. You want to nurture and do whatever, but you want to extend upward or outward into the higher self. I think this is why the power of prayer works so positively. So I would even, like, it's great you called into the show. There's even, like, this unity prayer line where you can call in and they do this, like, no joke, I've done it before. You can feel a total shift of energy. You have to right now, I'm so glad you called in, you have to get the higher vibrational frequency energy in. I don't know what happened the last time since you called in, but your energy psychically in the psychic realm has bumped down. So how does this happen? Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's an environment we're in. Like yeah, we're in an so environment where there's either a lot work. of drugs or drinking or people stealing things. It it bumps up our even if we don't experience it or see it, it the environment impinges on us. So yeah, I yeah, would I say 
doing a lot of work with some with some priests, and they started clearing out some stuff. And he had told me that um, basically I'm in the process of removing black magic, which is something that I never I know that it exists out here, but it's something I've never really tapped into because I'm like, well, if I don't give it energy, then it's not really a thing. But um, he told me like I don't the second agree or third with him. I, I do went. not agree with him. Okay. It's not that. It's your vi- it's it's the vibrational frequency from your emotional state, unhealed wounding. And believe me, I've done okay. depossession work. I've done all this kind of stuff. Most of what pe- happens to people is their own thought forms acting in on them. They get we get overly triggered, and then we start pulling in things. And yeah, it, it's. Back in the day, we could call it black magic or a spell, but I've never seen anybody that had a spell on them or that I did depossession work on that didn't call that in to some degree because how they believed about themselves, whether consciously or unconsciously, you know, within the subconscious realm. So really what you need is straight-up standard emotional clearing, healing work, therapy, hypnotherapy, uh, working with the wounding, and to change the vibrational. Because, see, how we – the experiences we have on life are predicated on our energetic body, which is emotions, energy and motion. We are energetic beings. We are emotional beings. And so that ties us in – to the astral forms through, through through the aura and the etheric into the astral forms that we will connect with. The astral plane is is the it's the hallway to the higher dimension. So if our astral plane has a lot of unhealed stuff or a lot of interesting connections and beliefs and things about things. Um, it's going to be hard to bump up. It may feel like we're going into the higher self, but we're going into the the, the lower mind, the lower the the lower octave of projections. So mm. it's a trip. It's a trip because I've seen people do it. I've seen people, um, and that's why you got to be very careful with spirits. I always tell people when people have come to me over the years, especially when I was doing a lot of this work. I'd be like, look, life is complicated enough. Do you want to add this crap in there too? Do you really want to add in voodoo or mad? And I know people that do, and I know people that play in those realms, but it is a different vibrational frequency, and you've got, if you, if you agree to that, that's the only reason, according to one of my great, great teachers, Dr. Han, D. Han, um, and he had done depossession work. I mean, this guy was so talented. He had been on Oprah back in the day. I didn't even know it. I've studied with him for three years. He was one of my hypnotherapy teachers also. And I, and he left it all, all the money, everything, people flying him around the world or coming from the world working. He said, that's not for me. I want a quieter life. So this guy was definitely, you know, he had his good points and bad points, but he was definitely dialed in. And obviously a lot older than me, you know, an elder wise elder but he told me he said you know he asked me he goes do you know why you can do this work michelle and successfully and it's it's not harming you and i said i don't know no he goes because you don't believe in it you don't believe the belief system you're able to connect with the people that feel the devil is getting them or the demon is attacked and it's real believe me i've seen some shit let me tell you i have seen some shit come out of people and be around and attached to people and i've done work in groups where they've seen the shit too. They've seen the demonic possession. 
But I had to stay in that higher vibrational frequency of oneness of all that is and not get into good, bad, evil. I just had to get into, okay, you want this thing gone. You believe it, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I would just say that, but definitely leave and definitely um, get some place where you can feel safer. Hmm? Do you see any, I don't know, do you see anything around a new place? Because I'm just like, where do no, I you'll find it, like but I feel like until you get this part of your your inner life handled, you're going to bounce around. And I don't know what's going. I got to go to the next caller, but I don't know what's gone on. But I definitely agree with you. There is like this kind of dark, kind of foreboding energy around where you're at now. Now I'm not saying something's going to happen to you, but I definitely feel it's it's something. Something that happens when we're in an environment where people don't get us or understand us or overly judging us, that can lower mm-hmm. our, our vibration and, and the it, the environment. I feel like you, you go back to somebody that you knew before. So Maybe I don't know I who that is for you. The person that I lived with before, because I was a little bit yeah. skeptical of that, because I was offered that, but I was like, I don't feel like I should go back and take care of, I don't have the energy to take care of somebody to be, Looking out for but you need else, but, but you need support and you need to get out of there and 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 make a plan. You need to get out of there. So if it's safer, you know, it's like which which option is better? Take the better option. It may not be perfect right now, but take the okay. better option. So All right, sweetie, sending you a big hug, okay, lots of love, you. and lots of light. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Amla. Amla. Hello, Amla. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I am, in this moment of time, feeling very good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're talking about the squeeze, and, yeah, it's like there's a saying, you know, face out of the tube, can't put it back in. It's harder to put back in, the toothpaste, once it's squeezed out. So that yeah. squeezing motion is what I'm feeling as well. Um, and it's kind of been like that all year, <laughs> in a way. Mm. Um, but it's it's all good. You know, it's all for the higher purpose and higher learning. Um, my question today is about, like, the next couple of months. Do you feel me um, on the rise I just feel like I've been using a lot of discernment and just really stepping back and really taking a good look at myself. And you're never done, but talking about Venus being in retrograde and relationships and friendships. What do you got? I think you're on the rise, but I feel like a lot of people, your the rise is going to be incremental right now until probably, okay. for some people, September, I would say more towards October, towards the end of the year. So find... Okay. Find new markers or ways of seeing and feeling your rise, okay, yes. and that will help yes. you. That'll put you in that that momentum because I can feel it. I can feel it with a lot of people, but it's like it's so incremental right now because we're in this phase of adjusting. So you might be rising in one area and then go, oh, my God, what about this over here? This hasn't happened or yes. this is slow yes. or I feel better. I feel more energy, but where where am I going to put the energy? No one's here yet. So acknowledge where you're rising, celebrate that, and and then you'll still stay in that flow of rising, and it will become more tangible. Okay, okay. 
All right. Um, yeah, great to connect with you. Wonderful to hear your to, voice. Yeah, it's just been it's just been so stagnant, like like you said, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like trying to get out of that spin, the spinning motion, and trying to get something moving. So do you feel like the little season is going to just, like, pick up for me just a little bit? I think you have to re-navigate. You have to reframe okay. the pickup because things are moving. But we're entering a very different world. We're already there, but cognitively yes. it's not yet sinking in with all, you know, even I have to check myself yes. on it. Where okay. it's about the energy. We may not be seeing certain tangible, physical results. Remember, we're moving in the whole realm of the mind, emotions and mind. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been used to things so physical. Like when I do this and that, that happens, you know. So that's why I'm saying if you can reframe and kind of, you know, look at where the rise is or where things are opening or how you feel a certain way or if you feel like you're handling things better – that key, that aligns you to that energy. And then you will okay. absolutely, it's a metaphysical maxim, you will see an outpicturing of your manifestation. There will be a physical manifestation, right? Manifest or manifestation yeah. comes from the French word to make visible or make physical. So it has to, once it gains enough vibrational frequency, it has to become visible, physical. But we're right now, we're not quite there yet into Got the physicality it. of it. All right, right sweetie. Right. Take good care. And we have a great guest coming on in about a minute, so uh, a minute or two. So want to stick around. Uh, got an animal yeah. communicator coming on. Yeah. Thank okay, you cool. so much. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Okay, let's see. I think that was all right. So some of you may be listening by phone. That's great. If you want to uh, listen in the chat, you can uh, listen as you want. If you want to ask questions in the chat, you do need to do a BTR profile uh, to animate in the chat, so to speak. You can listen by phone, 347-539-5122 as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe we will get to questions. I don't know. Some some guests like it. Some don't. We'll see. So it's time for our awakening conversation. Our awakening dialogue is with um, Danielle McKinnon, internationally known animal communicator, intuitive coach, and she's the author of The Incredible Animal Afterlife, What Your Pet Wants You to Know. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Thank you for having me. Huh? Yeah. How are you? How are things going? Uh, things are good. Today, the energy lately has been so up and down for me. Today feels wonderful, though. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. That's what I said. <laughs> Somebody asked me, and I said, in this moment, today is great. Um, right. I That's all this, I got. Yeah. I've got today. That's all I got. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's all I got. That's all I do now, you know, because it's, it's so changing. I can't get attached to... Um, you know, even what happened hours ago, you yeah, know, let alone days agree. ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a way. It's interesting times, though, right? It's just interesting times with the energetic patterning changing so much. It's very insecure. Like, every day I wake up and I feel like I'm walking on a cloud, and I don't know what is beneath the cloud, and I just have to trust. <laughs> 
So it's definitely yeah. exercising my, my faith and spirit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I know yeah. early this morning when I got up and I was getting going and I, I tuned in, I just kind of sat up and I'm like, okay, feel it out. I did a little me- a mini meditation, connected in, and then I'm like, I don't know what to start with. I'll start with a long walk. I got my going with my double decaf cappuccino. <laughs> And, and then I came back and everything, boom, 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 this is what you need to do. Call this person, do that, the email, look at the guest info, connect in, and it all flowed. But in that moment, I can't tell you, I had so many things racing through my mind. I was like, where do I begin? Totally understand. Walk it out. <laughs> <laughs> Walk it out, baby. Walk it out. Ah, so let's talk a little bit. I'd love to get a little bit of your background for our listeners, sure. what you'd like to share. And and I always like to ask, like, awaken, you know, first awakening or, you know, what, and then what awakened you to your path where you are now and um, even having written the book, you know, what called you to even, you know, want to share in that way? Sure. I can, uh, I'll start by sharing kind of how I got to being an animal communicator because that was awakening and awakening in itself. Yeah. I was always the, the different one, the strange one, the oversensitive one. And I, I spent a lot of my time trying to be the normal one. Like there's a normal, right? But in my yes. head, I thought there was a normal and I wasn't achieving oh. that. <laughs> so, I totally get that. Uh, I yeah. did that myself. Oh, my God. It yeah. was pretty common. Although I didn't know it was common, I thought I was the only one and everybody else was normal. So I'm going about my life. I'm, I'm married, and my um, husband and I are very distraught because our dog was really sick. She was at the vet. They'd done all of the x-rays and all of the tests and everything, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. We had a $4,000 vet bill, and um, it was just I'm obviously a big animal lover and a friend suggested that I take her to the pet psychic in town and I grew up in a a world where pet psychic wasn't a thing psychic wasn't a thing they were all con artists and not real and they're going to take your money but despite being told that I was really really interested and I really really hoped it was real (laughs) so I grabbed yeah of course (laughs) I know, I just, I, part of me was already wanting this to be real. So I ended up getting a reading the next day for my dog with my husband. And um, the pet psychic, the animal communicator, was able to tell me that my dog was telling him she had eaten corn cobs um, mm-hmm. and they were stuck. And that she'd done that because my husband and I had been fighting for a week over my mother. It was my mother-in-law, but... It didn't matter. I was cool with mother or mother-in-law. There's no way he would have known that. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my first awakening was really like, wait a minute, this is real. And I thought I was doing it when I was little and I was told I wasn't, but no way. This is what I want to do with my life. I don't even know what happened in the rest of that reading. It was that one moment that I remember from 23 years ago. Yeah, It it was that. Like, I just needed that little ping right there. And my entire life, the outlook of it changed in that moment and what I wanted from it. So then I went on to take a class from the animal communicator. 
the next weekend. I like to move fast, which isn't necessarily awesome, but that's how I move. And in the class, it became clear that, oh, yeah, I can do this. I've been doing it my whole life. I felt really validated, like this is a real thing. And pretty much after that weekend workshop, I um, decided I'm going to start a business in this. Like I was still in my corporate marketing job and all of that, but this is where my heart was. And it was 23 years ago, so there wasn't the internet wasn't like it was today. You didn't know animal other other animal communicators. It was just a very um, it was like the wild west. So I was like, oh, start a yeah. business. <laughs> I Nowadays, love it. I remember those there's days. people to look to. Oh it, yeah, and how to? I know back in the day it was like word of mouth, maybe yeah. mailing. Uh, what is it? Pin my business the, uh, card up. Yeah. yeah, business card, <laughs> metaphysical bookstore, health food store, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Flyers. Remember flyers? And it worked. It worked because yeah. it wasn't all this that there is now. So it it, it was great, but now it's obviously um, there. You can reach more people. It's very hard to reach people globally when I'm in my town pinning my business card to the, you know, Whole Foods uh, bulletin board. Yeah, right. <laughs> So now, did you you always you love have always loved animals, but did you always yeah. have this kind of, I guess, connection or affinity? I guess you would. Call I did say, but I was yeah. told I was a little weird. I was, I was, I was. It wasn't said outright, but I was made to feel that I loved animals too much and that I was too sensitive mm. about animals. My my mom at one oh. point grounded me from going to the mall because there was a pet store in the mall. And I kept saying, these animals are not okay, they're sad, they're upset. I felt it, but yeah. that, in my mother's view, was me being hypersensitive, and I, I needed to not do that. <laughs> so she just stopped me from going anywhere near the pet store. It was, um, it was challenging, but I always knew I wanted to help animals, and I always knew I wanted to write. And I didn't mm. know at that time how it would come together like this, but I, but I, I have been able to kind of carry that dream through in a different way. Love that. Yeah, it's amazing. The, um, yeah, I think pet stores are really challenging. Mm-hmm. Still really challenging. <laughs> Still, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah, it's that, even that well-meaning, sense- heart-centered sanctuaries and rescue organizations and all of that. Even though I know that animals are here to be of service to us, to help us yeah. grow and evolve, even though I know this, and so I know there's this bigger plan that the animals have, it's still hard for me to be around animals that might be suffering. Yeah, you can feel it. Right? Yeah. But yeah. I get the big picture. I get it. They're, they're sacrificing themselves to help us figure ourselves out. They've mastered unconditional love. We haven't. This yeah. is what they tell me. And so they're yeah. doing these things with their bodies and their experiences to help move us to be better people. But it's still really hard to be around it when, when you're hard around to see it challenging. It. Yeah. 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 See it and feel it. It's hard to see yeah. and feel. Um, yeah, there I know in the um might be some sects of Buddhism, I know in, in uh some sects of Hinduism it's it's looked at as that um Certain animal beings, I would say on some level and metaphysically all of them, but they, they don't have, they're not wanting for anything, so they have no yeah. 
negative karma, so to speak. They're just they're yeah. here, just loving and giving. And yeah. boy, you do see that, right? Oh my God, yeah. you see that so much. They're modeling they're just, unconditional love for us. That's why. Um, so if now again, everything I know, I know from the animals. As they say, they've mastered unconditional love. We haven't. So when we bring an animal into our lives, we are that is our opportunity to experience unconditional love. And that is yeah. why when one of them passes, we have such a hard time because that connection to unconditional love, so many people think it goes away. They don't realize that yeah. it can continue even though the animal passed on. Um, we, we feel that that loss, not just of, oh, he was so cute, but the, the acceptance, that ultimate acceptance that animals give us, it is so hard to lose that, especially when we, the imperfect humans that we are, may not believe ourselves to be lovable or may not believe ourselves mm. to be good enough or worthy or, or safe in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. actually what, why I ended up writing the third book, that the, my third book, which was the Incredible Animal Afterlife, because the biggest pain point that I see in people is around their animal is not necessarily yeah. when the animal is alive. It's when they cross over. Yeah. It's such a loss. It's such a, such lo- a loss. The physical presence, you know, I, and, and for many people, more than somebody that was, let's say, a closer, even closer family member, that, that physical Obviously, you can still feel them or call them in. They're there etherically. They're there with you. You know, you can get messages from them. But, yeah, that physical – they take – you know, they're little. If, you're, if we're talking about little cats and dogs, I mean, <laughs> horse, obviously, there's bigger. But, man, they have a lot of psychic space, right? Yeah, yeah. They're constantly looking at us and evaluating us to figure out how they can help us in some way. You know, how my dog wants to help me feel more independent. So what's she going to do to help me learn that lesson? Like they're, they're constantly reevaluating, oh, this is working this way. Now I'm going to do this thing to help her learn this lesson. It's, um, and they're doing it intuitively. They're doing it what, it's at what I call is the soul level because it's about more than the physical presence, but they're using their physical presence as the tool how they are mm-hmm. in their physical presence becomes the way they teach us. Mm. Did that make sense? Yes, yes. Okay. So <laughs> what would you say to people? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kind of what did sure. you receive? Huh? What? It was just making sure it made sense. Oh, no, no, no. It makes total sense. Okay. So <laughs> what would you say to people, um, or what do you say, or what do the, the, the pets say, um, what do you observe, and then also what the pets want us to know about their crossing over process? Um, and even what leading up le- leads it, the preparation, okay. the even, right? The biggest thing about the crossing over process that seems to open people up to the idea that there's more going on here is that, as I already kind of alluded to, animals are here teaching us these soul lessons. They're helping us master these things that our souls came here to learn. When they have done their job, when an animal has been like, all right, Danielle, this is as far as I'm going to get with her. She's doing a great job. She is learning to love herself in a whole new way, Mm -hmm. at a whole new level. I've done a great job helping her learn this. 
they then have completed their job here, and that's when they cross mm-hmm. over. But it is the crossing over is never an accident. It is because they completed their job here. They might choose to cross over via an accident, but their passing Mm -hmm. is not actually an accident. Does that make sense? Like they might get hit by a car, which seems to us like it's an accident, but it is a, it is a, it is a soul level plan that they have that they are playing out. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's kind of true. It's like, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around a little bit if you haven't thought of this with animals before, but you know with people there are no accidents. Like there's a bigger yeah. picture. There's a bigger thing going on here. So when we as people are um, worrying about or grieving the loss of our pet, we're mixing guilt in there. We're feeling like we should have done something differently. We're thinking if only we hadn't gone on vacation or give them that piece of food or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And we're taking it on. It's, it's a very, like, unfortunately, self-view of our animal's passing like it is our fault. And it is mm-hmm. never our fault, even when it appears to be our fault. It is part of their plan. And when they make this plan, they make the plan in a way that means that we can even continue to grow and evolve through their passing. And by that, I mean, I have a dog. I had a dog. His name was Kelso. And I was, he was helping me learn to believe in myself, believe in my animal communication skills. And I, I was believing in myself to a degree, but I didn't think I could do it in a, an emotional attached type situation. I didn't trust myself when it went deeper. I could do it for people I was doing reading for, but not for myself. And mm-hmm. he was very sick. He had surgery. We brought him to the overnight vet. And he... Um, and I signed the thing that said, I'll absolutely perform CPR. I felt like intuitively we were on track. He wanted, he wasn't ready to pass yet. We got right. home from dropping him off that night and we got a call and they said, he has seized. We're giving him CPR right now. You need to come here right away. So my husband and I rushed to get there, but on the way, my dog sent me a picture of him lying on the floor with people working on him, but then his body was up above his body. So it was his spirit that was up above his body. And it was his way of showing me, no, I, I'm, I am ready to go now. And I trusted that vision. I told my husband. My husband said, okay, if that's what you get. We called and said, you can stop the CPR. And we arrived there for his last breath. And he, so through this passing, despite that it was hard and it was traumatic and expensive as well because we just paid for surgery, he helped me see that I could do this, that I could do it in these attached times of challenge. I mean, it's harder to trust your intuition when you're in an upset emotional space. Yeah, And uh, he absolutely. helped me learn. <laughs> yeah. So he helped me learn that. That's what I mean by even in how they're choosing to pass, they're still wanting us to learn something through that situation. Yeah. They do let us know. I mean, they let us know so much if if we can listen. Um, yeah, I always find it interesting the times that they, animal beings come to us. Um, I had a client years ago that a cat, a little black cat just showed, and her dad had just recently crossed over, just showed mm. up. 
and stayed for what come in, eat, chit chat, hang out, and then leave. And then one day, you know, and I'm like, well, and she's like, it helped me so much. I felt better. I'm like, well, that's why you called that little being came in and said, okay, I will uh, share my love and healing energy uh, and transmutation of energy with you. Um, yeah, and even do you find also I, I've seen with big transitions. Um, I had another client recently who, the, the dog, in session, the dog came through and said, you know, was going to be leaving, which did, like three or four days later, said, I came with you during a time of transition, and I am leaving you now uh, yeah. at this time. And and he was going, is, is still going through a huge transition uh, with father crossing, a lot of different things going on. Um, what would you say for people, what can they look for or feel? Because if you're already psychic or intuitive, as you are, as I am, it, it is really easy to see what they're saying and what they want. But yeah. for a lot of people out there that are wanting to connect more with their pet, that would be one question. And then also during this time, I think it's helpful also for people to say, well, why is this being come to me? Or why did I do I have this being? You know, what are some ways that people can tap into that, whether it's, first getting the being or the being coming to them or at this time when they're either preparing to cross over or they just did cross over? What would your suggestions be? Okay. That's a lot of questions. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> but redirect me yeah. if I go off track. <laughs> no, no, no. So, but it's the beginning and the end, however you want to okay. pose it. Because I, it's just, okay. I think that it's, yeah, to give the context, yeah. So I think the place to start would be with the beginning. Um, according to what the animals have shared with me, they are contracting with our soul before we come into these bodies. So if our soul is here to, to evolve, right, if my soul is here to learn that I am good enough and to fully believe that I am good and awesome and not doubt myself, before my soul came into this body and incarnated in this lifetime, my soul was like, looking around, all right, Danielle's going to be working on believing that she is good enough. That's the lesson her soul needs to learn in this lifetime. And then a whole bunch of animal souls and people souls come together and say, okay, we're going to help you learn that lesson. We're going to put you in situations. We're going to do things. We don't know what it will be, but we, will, we are going to contract with you and help you grow and evolve. Mm. So now I incarnate into this world. I incarnate into this body and animals start showing up. People as well, but I'll, I'll stick to the animals part. The animals that show up in your life were contracted to be there. And they were contracted mm, to be there to assist yeah. you, but assist you at this deep soul level. So you can't actually miss out on an animal. Um, you can't, you know, a lot of people when they're trying to bring an animal into their life, they're like, oh, I, know, I need to check all the websites, I need to do everything possible, mm. rather than relaxing, because no matter what, the animal that's supposed to come will come. It, 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 there, there are no accidents there. So the idea of um, how does this animal, how do you choose the animal, what happens is we think consciously that we are choosing the animal a lot of the time. But there has been guidance going on behind the scenes, orchestrating things to make that animal come in at that, at that time for that thing. So a lot of animals will come in. I see a lot of people get new animals when they're like going through a divorce or, or starting a new job or leaving a job, these, these kind of um, 
beginning and end type situations in, in their life. And that's because a lot of the time what animals are teaching us is this idea of self-acceptance and unconditional love of ourselves. And when we're starting something new or ending something, that's when we uh, mm. kind of feel the lowest. And so that animal mm-hmm. can come in and start supporting us through that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, I love They're so smart. They know. They I mean, I can't even call it smart because that makes it seem like they're worldly or, you know, street smart, and it's not that. They're tapped in to what we need in a bigger picture way than what we humans can access. Yeah. Yeah. The second part of your question was something. Remind me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so that was beautiful for the the beginning, the opening. So the the other end of the spectrum, when they're about to cross over or are crossing yeah. over or have crossed over, like you, you touched upon like in an accident or something like that, what would be the best way people can connect in with their animal being to see what they, what, one thing, what they learned and maybe what the animal being needs at this time? Um, okay, so... A popular question people ask is, "How can I know? How can I know if it's time um, for my animal to pass?" Yeah. And a lot of people struggle around this. And I basically, this is what I have people do: I have them write, sit down, like be be away from distractions. And what you do is you take a moment and you think about that animal, and you bring up all the love in your heart. You really think about that animal, mm. and then you just write on the piece of paper the top three things that that just make this animal's heart sing. So I have a dog um, who she needs to be able to sit on a hill and watch out over the land. And if she can't do that, she's, she's uncomfortable, she's anxious, this is who she is, it's just what she needs. So that would go on that list. And then I have people write a second list. So there's the top things that, mm. three things that make this animal's heart sing. And then you write out three kind of substitute things. So maybe my dog can't sit up on a, on a hill and do that anymore because she can't walk, but she can do it by sitting on the porch that's still elevated and it does still seem to make her happy. Like that would be the substitute thing. Not as awesome as the first thing, but the substitute thing. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason for this list is because there isn't an across-the-board signal that animals give to their humans that it's time to cross. It is so based on that animal and the signs and the and the and the lessons that they're that they're in. So then you've got your list of six things that that animal, you know, this is who they are, this is what makes them them. If the animal is unable to do any of those six things, that's your sign from the animal that it, it's time to start looking at um, the, the ending is, is coming. Does that make sense? So it, we can't go, I mean, obviously yeah. if you're an animal communicator, you could just say, which is one of the things I used to do when I did readings, hey, what, what's the deal here? Are you getting ready to pass? And, you know, they give that information freely. It's, it's never a secret. Um, but for people who aren't yet, exercising that innate animal intuition that everybody has, 
I have found that this way helps them understand the signs without waiting for the, you know, you always hear people say, if they don't eat for three days in a row. Well, if this is an animal yeah. that kind of doesn't care about food, it doesn't matter. So we can't exactly. use those universally yeah. hopeful signs. So it yeah. has to be specific to that animal. Um, when an animal, I feel like I need to say this part too, you didn't quite ask about it, but when an animal is getting ready to pass, when they're in that, like, it's going to be in the next few days. Oh, I did. I did. Preparing. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. You're right. <laughs> no, you're I did. I did. I Preparing. That was a long question. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Uh, no, that's um, cool. That's cool. <laughs> At least my intuition is working, right? Because I didn't remember. Yeah, very well, because that was, yeah, that was, I know it's a long, okay. my long question. <laughs> um, so one of the things that happens often, but I need to say only often, again, it cannot be applied all the time, but it is a more common one, is mm-hmm. the animal becomes distractible, less present, and um, kind of, like softer in their in their energy so the dog is is less active and is kind of content staring at the wall a bit or doesn't quite seem as excited about the ball as usual it's um and it really it doesn't happen every time but it is pretty common i don't want people thinking this is the sign because it's not i just want to bring it up because it's one of the more common ones and what's happening is before the animal actually dies, meaning the spirit fully releases from the physical body, the spirit is starting to move out of the physical body. So there's less connection to the physical realm. And I, what makes me feel good about, about this piece, and they've shared this with me, is it, um, it makes their physical experience here that might have been more physically hard less hard because they're less connected to their physical body as they move the spirit out of the body. Yeah. And you know, you see that with people as well. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Not all. all. Yeah. Not all, but you see that, um, uh, I've seen, I've shamanically trained and also bereavement counselor. So working with it kind of Mm. death and dying, you're right, it's varied, but when it gets close, a lot of times they do have that more of that staring off or staring out and less interest. Um, but then you're you're right. I mean, my dad to the very end thought he was going on a date with somebody. He was like, yeah, when I get out of here, I'm going. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're right there. Yeah, you, Danielle, you're very right there. <laughs> In hospice, he was, he was, yeah. So I've even seen it happen with animals who died of a sudden accident. So mm-hmm. the person's able to figure mm. it out afterwards, meaning they opened the door, the dog ran out, the dog got hit by a car. This is like came out of nowhere. And yet oh, when they gosh. track it back, they're able to go, Oh wait, he was a little safe. Oh, like they're they're uh, able to see yes. after the fact, yes. the spaciness. Yeah, you it's know a, what's interesting? A, it yeah. it starts about six months. The 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 disconnect. Mm. If we look back, yeah, it's 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 freaky to look back. It's it's imperceptible. It gets a right. little stronger towards the time, 
but yeah. you can i think as you know we, we we just we have our routines and we get busy it i almost feel like and we don't want to know can't, we don't want to no see. you don't want to <laughs> yeah you don't want to see but i think yeah but i agree with you when looking back whether animal being yeah. or a person you can see these kinds of shifts or something they'll say um yeah i know with people they'll a lot of times people will just that are not deep all of a sudden want to have a deep conversation or just go mm. on a tangent and then it's yeah. like like that it just snap the it's cut off like like they know they yeah. may never go there again and you're like wow that was an interesting thought or you know didn't know you had it in you oh. and or with an animal, the say the the cat was always swiping at the human, and they you know that this was the lesson for the human, and then they suddenly finally had this great moment, and then the cat dies really soon after that. Yeah, like the, it's it's they they do <sighs> often say goodbye in their their own way as well. Mm-hmm. We want to have that definitive, this is my moment of goodbye. <laughs> Although we don't yeah. really want that, but we do want that. But um, so often we can look back at, oh, that was, that was the goodbye. That was the moment. Yeah. Not all the time. So, uh, I, no. <laughs> but so what often. I find interesting as you're sharing is that it sounds like a really good part of the grieving process is to look back and look at those signs and, and, and look at the goodbye, look at the love, look at the completion of the lesson or next level or however you want to look at it. Th- those little yeah. nuggets, those little um, defining moments could be very, I, I would, I'm, I'm thinking back right now and, you know, a couple, especially one of mine, little Yoshi. Um, yeah. When you, when you're able to, to see that and feel that and see, wow, it, 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 this was complete or this was, I did yes. receive this, right? I find when people are able to start putting the pieces together about why now, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it with, mm. with humans, yeah. sorry, people, sorry, I yeah. always say humans when I'm talking animals, with people asking why did so-and-so have to die now, so often people are writing in my social, I just want to know why, why now, why did it happen, yeah. why did it happen yesterday? Um, and when you can kind of broaden your perspective to there is a bigger picture at play here, there is a lesson that was learned, and this animal soul, because of that, needed to move on to their next part of their journey. Um, mm-hmm. And then you start putting the pieces together. Wow. He made me feel this way. I learned this from him. I did start believing in myself or I did, you know, whatever, whatever the animal is working mm-hmm. with them on. It does help the grieving process because it brings an even bigger purpose to the relationship. It starts to make mm-hmm. it make a little bit more sense. Um, however, mm-hmm. one of the challenges I see with people is even when they can start making sense of the lesson and what that animal was teaching them, if they still feel, if they still have the pattern within them where they blame themselves, then mm. it still makes the grieving process hard because then they're mixing their guilt and their grief together. And do you find yep. that when you're working with people? Those are two very separate things, very separate. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we just lump Both. them together, and then it makes it so hard for a person to move through that grieving process, not to mention how hard it is for people grieving the loss of an animal to grieve when so many people don't think they should be. There's this compounded problem as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not the same as a child. It's not the same. It's like, well, kind of it is. Right. If, if, if you have a special, a very conscious one, <laughs> it, it yep. can't be, you know, because some are very, some are more conscious than humans, so it, it just depends. Yeah. Um, it, it I believe all animals are more conscious than humans, actually. Yeah. They, they, they go through their day accessing the big picture in a way that I have to remember to consciously do. I'm yeah. not at a point yet in my own soul's evolution where I'm plugged in in the way that animals are all the time. I have to bring myself back, Oop, bring myself back <laughs> to that yeah. connection. They're, yeah, they're there and, and extremely telepathic. They're getting, you know, mental image pictures. They're just, they're, oh, my God, such a gift, such a gift that they are um, yeah. to yeah. us. I agree. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, to your point, when you were saying, um, I wanted to share something like how they, the soul contract, or how they come to you. My little Yoshi, who uh, was with me for, uh, she was around sixteen years, and mm-hmm. I, when I, I moved up to, uh, I was in England and then in Sanitas, and I moved up into the L.A. area, the West Side, Santa Monica. And Marina Del Rey, I lived in that area, and I knew I was supposed to get a dog. And I looked high and low. I looked for a year, mm. but I didn't. I couldn't decide what I want. I didn't really actively look. I, w- I just couldn't decide. Do I want a big one to go jogging with? Do I want a little one? Do I want to? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I, and the day that I just left it, I, I went walking with a friend on the beach. Oh, by the way, two weeks before, I kept seeing this like huge headshot of this dog, and I thought it was a pug. So I thought, oh, a vision, because visions come to me and direct me what to do. And I went looking for this pug, and every pug owner, everywhere I looked, every rescue, oh, they don't come in that color. It was like a white. (laughs) And I'm like, no, this is what I saw. I know, and I knew no other dog. And I kept looking at dogs, and I'm like, no, it's not that. It must be a pug, because it was like a huge headshot. So one day a friend and I are walking on the beach and she had to go do a return of some lingerie and I'm like, oh, I don't really want She's like, oh, you want to drive with me? And I'm, so I'm Montana, perfect pet rescue. Mm-hmm. And I said, because oh, we just had this nice long walk. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll go, I'll go. We get in the car, we park, and she goes, I found your dog. And I'm like, what? And she's looking over and I see this little, I, I'm like, where? You know, I see this fenced area we go in there look around and this dog comes right up to me and i'm looking mm-hmm. but i'm looking but i see it was a pekinese i see i see mm-hmm. the whole dog and i'm like no i think it was smaller and definitely looked like a pug would go so close up and she's like michelle that's your dog and the dog would not leave <laughs> i pick up the dog yeah and this woman comes up and she's talking to the woman that's there and that, that runs the thing and she said oh i'd like to see that dog and her daughter was helping and her daughter goes the dog doesn't want to get out of the woman's arms what do you want me to do and the woman looks at me and i look at her and she goes oh it's okay just just leave it she goes well someone else wants to see the dog but the dog doesn't want to leave. and i'm just holding the dog it's like a little baby in my arms yeah so finally i said okay i'll take i just was such a connection and normally you have to have a home visit you pay your money you have to have a home visit and i've been talking with the woman and she said just take i can tell just she's your dog take the dog <laughs> And my friend who had gotten her dog there, Danielle, in the car goes, I can't believe you didn't have to do a home. She had to do a home visit, and they almost took the dog away because she had a cat, and the cat and the dog weren't getting along. 
<laughs> so a few days later, I'm laying on the sofa, and I look over at Yoshi, and I go, oh, my God, it is you. Because her, <laughs> I finally saw her in the close-up. Yep. So to your point, that always tickled me. I'm like, Jesus, two weeks before these visions start coming to me, then I almost, I didn't want to go to that stupid place to return my friend's lingerie, but the perfect pet was right next door. Yeah. And then and my they friend work was out. When would you ever so go do you with think your that friend to return lingerie? Working, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, yes, I thought, oh, there's going to be a lot of people walking around. There's all these boutiques. It's going to be crowded. But something, and I was resistant, and then something just po- poked me, and I said, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Do you think that was her poking me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I always do. look back at that, and I go, and she was a Cancerian. She was born on uh, June 28th, 2004. And my friend was a Cancerian who helped me find one of my houses and then helped me find my Cancerian doggy. So I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, you but I was totally clued into it. They work it. They work it behind they the scenes. Work it. We think it just worked out, but they are making it happen. And it even happens so when, the, the, when we don't keep the animal as well. There's still something to learn from even a brief encounter, but that obviously was a big one. <laughs> yeah, and for the lady not to come, that was that. You don't, no home visit, nothing. And... Mm. Um, yeah, that was very telling. I thought, ooh, that's interesting. I didn't have to, you know, she's like, yeah, just I can tell. She's like, <laughs> she's the dog. And, my and you still have her? She's 16? She passed in COVID. She passed at 16. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, and she gave me the look. She was ready. She had, yeah, it was it was very difficult. Uh, they do have the look. I mean, yeah, yeah, she gave me the look. The look. I mean, one time I'm walking down the street and these guys in a car, like teenagers or early 20s, they're slowing down and they're videotaping. And I'm like on their phones. Everybody's got their phones. And I'm like, okay, is this going to be on social media? And they go, oh, miss, don't worry. We're not videoing you. We're videoing your dog. <laughs> <laughs> your dog makes us happy. She's so joyful. And I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Checkmate. <laughs> you know, Unconditional love. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the video. <laughs> Yeah, That's even, awesome. yeah, yeah, and I knew it was a big heart opening. But yeah, yeah I'm glad you clarified that for me because I was like, what an orchestration, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, complicated when you try to think about how can they like I could never make something like that happen, but they they do it. They do it all. They the time. do. So they subtly. do it with showing up in our lives, and they do it with leaving yeah. our lives. They they are driving yeah. the bus. Yeah, very aware, very awake, very conscious, and and yeah. very humble. These oh, animal yeah. beings, you know, um, they are sacrificing themselves for us over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, and over. Yeah. yeah, and they teach us that as well. You know, that to, to, to give, to give from the heart. Oh, gosh, Danielle. Now, is your book, again, we're going to talk, The inc- um, Incredible Animal Afterlife, What Your Pet Wants You to Know. Is that a, is that out now? Yeah. Yeah, it's on it is Amazon. Out. It is on. And, uh, yeah, and I actually put together a little page for your people if you, if you want to oh, put the book cool. on it. Oh, very cool. Everybody listed. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, so how do they access that? Is it on Amazon or do they go to your website? 
they can go to Amazon to get the book directly, or they can go to daniellemckinnoncom slash awakening, and I put together a few things for them, animal communication tips, a link to the book, and um, information about my animal intuition community as well. So all Great. that's on the Now, you're also on page. Insta also, right? What are you, what are you on? Um... Oh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Danielle McKinnon 1 there. I have to have the one. Okay. There's all the these one. Okay. corn artists going on but i'm the one. <laughs> oh, the one there is okay i think we posted something maybe with the wrong let me see oh let did you one let me see Danielle let me mckinnon mac mckinnon one well let's see if it went oh no it is you yeah because okay yay I knew cause <laughs> yeah, of the and little really doggy. although the con artists are just copying me and trying and telling people i'm having visions of them and stuff like that and i'm not I'm not doing that. I, I know. I, I had the teaching. same. <laughs> oh, I had the same on Instagram, and uh, some yeah. clients of mine reached out, and they're like, um, one of them said to me, <laughs> she's so funny, she goes, I knew it wasn't you because I know you don't charge $25 like uh, yeah and also the link and also i don't usually dm people and go i've got a message no. for you i go that's kind yeah. of a giveaway yeah i don't really i don't have time to and do then that, let's so. talk money yeah 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 crazy. Let's talk, yeah that's not my yeah, I, I think I on tiktok like there are that. over 50 last time i checked of me but oh my you know, god i'm the, i'm not i don't have my chat on on tiktok and you know i'm doing videos and and you know, letting people know about this stuff and hoping they'll come learn animal communication with me. And I'm not reaching out to anybody with vision charging money no. for email. No, no. I think people should realize that kind of common sense. Um, Hopefully, that, but, but, but a lot of my people are so deeply in grief that they're not thinking totally straight. And I, I feel like they're being yeah. preyed on because their emotions are, are so high. Yeah. No, I hear you because I had one, uh, the client and also acquaintance, and she texted me and said, I almost fell for it because I'd been thinking about you and wanted right. to get a reading, and then you popped in. So it could look like some interesting synchronicity, you know, like I'm like, right. oh, I don't know but what that means, but it wasn't me. This right? is Danielle. I mean, They'll go, this is Danielle, and I'm, I'm, I'm emailing you or I'm, I'm reaching out to you from my backup account. Like, I don't have a backup oh, account, people. Yeah. <laughs> so they figure out all sorts of ways, but I'm I'm trusting that the, the universe is going to move all those people out and people will just see my my real content and you know, it's really fun. Oh it's they fun will to make videos but it's and help people. To, it is, right? I love it. I love the connection <laughs> to the media social So Daniel McCannon one. So people have to put the one in there. It's in my stories, so you guys can see it. You can click on the the link if you if you um, follow me on Insta. You can click on the link. Oh, Daniel, this was amazing. I really loved sharing with you, and um, just love what you you do. And you're just yeah, you have so much insight and information, and it's good to know you have classes in this also, workshops and classes. Yeah, so, yeah so lots people of them. Can, That's um, my thing. That's where my heart is, is teaching. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Good <laughs> to know. Good to know. All right. Well, thanks for being here, and um, lots of love and light, and you take care. Thank you, Michelle. All right. Radiant Soul Light. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, get it. Get the book. It sounds really good. There's not a lot of good books out there with that. Uh, 
topic that can kind of give you some really good, you know, foundational, especially info to, to you know, dive into that uh, type of connection with your animal being. Uh, anyway, Radiant Lights, connect with me also, uh, Soul Insights and Tarot Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast. Uh, we're extending to YouTube. If you have any guest suggestions, topic suggestions, or you have questions, you can always email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Producer will get those to me. Or in any of the comments, like on my Instagram, you know, the reels, you can put in a comment or a question. I don't check the direct messages other than the Patreon chat, but really that's not even for me. That's for the Soul Path Journeyers and Soul Seekers and Soul Path uh, Patreon community. That's more for them. So best way is to always email me or I do religiously and I love the comments on on YouTube or Insta. I really I love connecting with people that way. So if you do have a question or a comment or need clarification, or this guest is great. If, if the guest is great, if it's a guest or topic suggestion, send it, not just the name. Sometimes people just send in the name. We don't really have time to hunt. I mean, sometimes Sadie is getting 50 to 60, maybe 100 emails a day with submissions. So it's great to put the person's name, maybe what they do, and a link. Um, yeah. I think that's all for now. Until next week. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for co-creating this. And as always, continue to share your light, shine your, shine your light, share your light, and um, share your insights as well. Lots of love and light. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?